plus five, not a rocket science. This day and time, that's hard to find. It's true. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Another great day. Great, great day to take a moment and thank God that you're alive. Right, count all the blessings that you have and don't focus on all the things you don't have. But I want to talk to you uh, today about just character flaws, right, and imperfections. And we all have imperfections, right? There's, there's not a single human being on this earth that is perfect. We all make mistakes. We all have skeletons in our closet. We all have things that we, we wish that no one else would ever know about us, right? The dark side of us. Everybody has it. I have plenty of things that I'm ashamed of. Right? And I spend a lot of time trying to embrace that stuff and just accepting it. And, you know, really just what you see is what you get. I am who I am, no matter who I'm around, no matter who I'm in front of. And I'm not always that way. Right? There are times when I don't speak up. I don't say what needs to be said because you, know, you start to get things in your mind that may or may not be true because everything is based on perceptions. I had a a recent experience where I shared the truth with somebody and kind of exposed the perceptions of someone else. And I think it's really, really important that we look at things in facts, facts and truths. And that doesn't mean that there aren't some things out there that, you know, are kind of open to interpretation because things are always open to interpretation, right? You have to question if people are being truthful with you at times and so on and so forth. But I think if we give people the benefit of the doubt, right, trust but verify, innocent to proven guilty, if we, in our gut, in our core, feel that somebody is trustworthy, we have to give them that, that basic human respect of taking words and taking actions and things that they do and say at face value. For instance, if somebody is constantly telling you that they're a faithful spouse, but you know that they are cheating on their spouse, that those are two separate things. You can't possibly put that person in a trustworthy bucket. Because if you lie about one thing, especially as huge as that, right, with the magnitude of cheating on a spouse, if they're going to lie to you about that or do it in the first place, then there's a 100% chance you cannot trust that person in any other aspect of their life. Because there is no greater commitment than marriage. No greater commitment. I mean, other than being a father or a mother, right? But that's a that's a given because that child is physically a part of you. They're physically a creation of you. But the the love and the commitment of marriage, right, husband and wife, is almost greater than that. 
because there is no blood relation. Hopefully. But there is no blood relation. And therefore, it takes a stronger commitment to do the right thing and live above board. And people slip up. I, I get that, right? People make mistakes. Again, we're all flawed. We all do stupid things. However, it is unacceptable to cheat or be unfaithful to your spouse. Every single time, it is unacceptable. There is never a time where it's okay. So for those of you out there that justify it, you're wrong. If you personally, if we're friends and you disagree with me, that's okay. You can disagree with me. But you're still wrong. And again, that's my opinion. That's my belief. And I know, you know, as the saying goes, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got them. Doesn't mean that they want to hear or see them. I get that. But from me and from my standpoint, there is nothing greater in this world than my commitment to my wife. Period. And I think the problem is that there is not enough of that out there. There's not enough men in particular, strong men, loving men, that are committed to their wife, that are committed to their family, that speak up enough. That tell others that, you know, sleep around that that is not okay. They just kind of turn a blind eye. Because if you look at the you look at the ramifications, not only to the person that you're cheating on, but but to you, right? That guilty conscience, that guilty feeling. But then the person that you have the affair with or you cheat with, you mess up their world, you mess up their head, and you mess up their lives and their children's lives. But then you impact workplaces. Right, the, the the domino effect, right? The the fire spreading per se, right? It starts out as a spark and then it turns into this burning inferno where the whole fucking town burns down because of your lack of manliness. Your lack of resolve, your lack of being able to do the right thing. Right? Those of you who know me and you know, we've talked about it several times in the podcast. I'm very simple, a very simple person. As long as what you're doing is legal, moral, and ethical, I got your back. No matter what mistake you make, I got your back. If you cross those lines in any area of your life, I, I, I can't say that I won't back you up. But I can't 100% guarantee that I'm on your side. Right? There's always exceptions to the rule. Always. Right? Some laws are just fucking unjust. I mean, come on. Let's be honest. But at the end of the day, I think the problem is when you look at people who are you know, cheating on their spouse, the problem is they see it as, I'm miserable. I hate my, my wife. I hate my husband. I hate my life, you know, or maybe they meet somebody that just sweeps them off their feet. Okay, fine. If that is the case, men, then have the fucking balls 
to end the marriage. Right? Have the balls to, again, be a man and do the right thing. And if you need to end it, end it. That's fine. I personally disagree with that, right? Because I do think, you know, when, when you when you take your vows and you say, to death do us part, that is something that needs to be held to a much higher commitment and much higher standard. And again, that's just me. Maybe because I come from a broken home. I don't know. Right? Maybe that's my driver. Right? I always used to say, growing up, you know, as a kid and then as a as an adult and even right now, I don't know how to be the best husband. I don't know how to be the best father, necessarily. But I know how not to be. Because I think the world, right, both my personal life and just people that I see and people that I know, for the most part, the world has shown me many, 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 many examples of how not to do things. And as a result kind of sit there and you do the opposite. Now, I know that that is the exception, right? Because, again, you know, Holly and I talked on the podcast that she was on just about how strong our marriage is and why it's that way, and, you know, our commitment to each other. But I, I think that there needs to be more emphasis and more pride taken in your marriage, Take more pride in it. Be proud of it. Right? For me personally, my wedding ring, this is not some, you know, cheese dick comment like I'm some freaking wet noodle pansy. My ring does not come off my finger. Right? And if, if it does, it's to get freaking, you know, some kind of meat or ground beef or fish or something off the ring. But otherwise, it stays on my finger at all times. Day, night, doesn't matter to me. Because to me, there is nothing in this world that I personally hold more valuable than the marriage to my wife. And as a result of that strong, 100% committed belief, I know with absolute certainty that I will never go outside of my marriage, ever. It is not even a possibility. Even at my weakest moment, it is impossible. And I think if more people put that emphasis on just how important it is, right? Remind yourself daily, constantly. Show, you know, show thanks to God. Show thanks to your spouse every single day. I think that there would be more happiness, number one in the world, one, because you have something that you personally cherish so much, but two, your spouse will know 100% every single moment of every single day that they have somebody that places him or her above anything else in life. And the same can be said for parenting. If your child knows, right, your children know that you place their value above anything else in the world, that instills a level of confidence, right? Self-confidence, self-respect, 
in that child or in that human being that nothing on earth can replace. And as you're listening to this, think back to when you were a kid. Who were your, you know, not your role models, but who are people that that you just, you knew that they cared about your well-being, they cared about your success, maybe they loved you more than anything, and think about how that made you feel, right? Think about teachers. Think about how many teachers you had in your life. Probably a hundred teachers in your life. And of those hundred, you know, hundred or so teachers, how many of those teachers can you say right now that they, you'll never forget that they, they always le- left a lasting impression that will, will live on for your entire life? Maybe, maybe five, maybe less, maybe none. Maybe you were lucky and you had 10 or 20, right? I I had lots of good teachers, teachers that I liked, the teachers that liked me. But when I truly think of teachers or college professors that left an actual impact on me, probably five or so. Right, I, I think of, let's see, Mrs. Russo-Elisi, my third and fifth grade teacher. I think of Bobby Hand, my 11th grade English teacher. I think of Bruce Butler, my ninth grade science teacher. I think of Cindy Schwab, my seventh grade science teacher. I think of Scott Mack my junior year history teacher. And I think of Peter Fasali, or Peter Fraschetta. He was an elementary art teacher that I had in college. Those are just, just on the spot. Those are the six people that I think of right off the bat. Now, there were others, and if I sat down and thought about it, I could probably name some. Now, when it comes to coaches, there there's a bunch. There's a bunch of coaches. But that, that comes with sports. That comes with passion. And I think most people who coach sports are passionate about sports in some capacity. But think about that. Those six people out of roughly 100, so 6% of the, the teacher population had a direct impact on the man that I am today at 43 years old. Kudos to those six teachers. But what about the other 94? It's nothing bad against them. Maybe those other 94 teachers, maybe they left the the same impact on other kids or other students that maybe they just didn't connect with me. And I think, think right now, right, to all you parents out there, think of the teachers that your kids have, right? Or maybe you're a, a child now, maybe you're a student right now, and think of the teachers that you have this year, the teachers that you've had up to this point, 
that have just had an incredible impact on you. Because I'm sorry, I'm grateful for the 6%, but in my opinion, 6% is not enough. We need more teachers to have those lifelong impacts. And I think you could take that even further. We need more leaders, more bosses, more managers, more, more neighbors, more police officers, more doctors, more people in general to have a positive impact on others' lives. Because I'd be curious to take this a little bit further and peel the onion back more and say, all right, let's look at that 6% number. Is that 6% number accurate across all of the walks of life? If you were to survey people about their spouses, right? Anybody who's married or anybody who's ever been married, would you say that your spouse had a lasting positive impact on your life, on your well-being? What would that number be? Because if it's anything less than 100%, then we got to fix it. And I think the only way that we can fix it is by looking within, number one. But number two, we need more people to scream from the mountaintops about what it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman and what it means to love each other. Men need to act like men. You got to be tough. You got to be hard. You got to be able to physically defend your family and physically defend your loved ones. But you also have to be able to physically and emotionally love your loved ones. You got to shed some tears sometimes. You got to tell your kids you love them. You got to tell your wife you love them. Sorry, you love them. It's not enough to pretend. Because when you pretend or you tell everybody how good of a husband you are or how good of a dad you are and your actions show differently, it doesn't count. So that 6% number needs to be closer to 100%. Because there's no reason why it shouldn't be, especially in a marriage. And how many of you have been told, right, from from birth, from being a little kid, how important it is to love your spouse? Right? You want to show your children how much you value them? Value your wife. Value your husband. You want to teach them to be good husbands and good wives when they get older? Show them. Tell them what the expectations are. My daughters know what my expectation is for any guy that is lucky enough to marry them. He better love them more than I do.
Is that a, a, a high bar, an extremely high bar, an unattainable high bar? Yes, it is. But if that's the bar, then let's say they, they don't hit that bar, but they end up landing somewhere, say, they love my daughter as much as I love my daughter. That's a win. But if you set the bar at something where, you know, as long as they don't physically hurt my daughter, but let's say emotionally they're shitheads, or let's say they're sleeping around on my daughter, that's not okay. Right? So moms out there, wives out there, women out there, it's up to you to make sure that your daughters know what it means to be a strong woman physically strong, mentally strong, but also loving. And if your mother was a piece of shit, or your father was a piece of shit, break the cycle. Break the cycle. Because there are too many people out there, right? You look at you look at pedophiles. Unfortunately, mostly male, mostly white males. When you look at pedophiles, most pedophiles were abused as a kid. So that's their excuse. And society is so fucking weak right now that we excuse that. We accept it. Oh, yeah, but he was abused as a kid. So it's okay. The fuck it is. Break the cycle. If you were abused as a kid, you, more than anybody else on this planet, know the importance of not abusing a child. Right? Those of you who... Right? Women those of you who had a father that hit or abused your mother why would you marry a man that hits and abuses you especially if you have children because you know the impact and I get it people do these things because they think that they're weak, they think that they're submissive, they think that they're not good enough, they're not worthy, their self-esteem is low, whatever it may be. And that's why it's important, it's critical, that those of us that are strong prompt these people up. We support these people. We don't set up groups claiming to help. We help. We help people. That's the name of the game. Right? Don't just hand money to a homeless family that's on the street with a sign that says that, that you know the dad lost his job and he's got a family of five. This just happened last week. Family of five when three of the kids are there and the wife is there. They all have brand new shoes on. Brand new shoes that 
probably cost 100 to 120 bucks a piece. Holding up a sign standing. Don't just give them money. Maybe have a conversation. Right? You see a homeless guy who, you know, says he's prior military, asking for money. Is your dollar really going to help him? Probably not. But what if you took that guy to lunch and you had a conversation with him, or you grab a cup of coffee and you have a conversation and truly ask him about his background? Ask him how he ended up in the situation he's in. Actually give a shit about the guy. You might learn something about him, but you might learn something about yourself. And you might learn to look at things through a different lens. Look at things objectively. Why did A cause B? Moral, ethical, legal. Commitment. Accountability. Truth. If you don't have truth and you don't trust others and others can't trust you, you have nothing. You have nothing. Trust is the foundation of every single relationship that there is. If you break trust, there is a strong likelihood you will never get it back. And in most situations, you probably don't deserve to get it back. Now, are there some things, right? There's a lot of things that you could do that, you know, people won't trust you, especially when you're a kid. I mean, kids lie. It happens. I lied all the time when I was a fucking kid. But it came from a place of insecurity. I was insecure. All right, I was, a, I was an athlete. I was, you know, one of the best baseball players when I was a kid, football, basketball, soccer. So my confidence was there, right, in sport. But it certainly wasn't reflected in my grades. It wasn't reflected in, you know, how I carried myself. Right? I did a lot of stupid shit as a kid. But the one thing I knew for certain, I knew my mother loved me. I knew my mother loved me above all else. My insecurities came from my parents' divorce. My insecurities came from my father not being what I portrayed him to be to everybody else. I love my father like crazy. Always have. But when people would you know, talk smack to me about my father, I lost my shit. And that's when I would get in fights. So again, if you can stay with your spouse... 
stay with your spouse. If you can live in truth and live in integrity, do it. If you feel like you're going to have a moment of weakness, tighten the fuck up. Call a friend. And friend, right, you, the guy that gets called by your friend that is having a moment of weakness, tell him to man the fuck up. Tell him to man up. Discourage him from acting on his fucking impulse. And that requires you, as the friend, to man up to There is no greater commitment in this life than marriage. No greater commitment. So fucking own it. Right? Men, you should hate to lose. You should hate to lose more than you hate winning. If you lose your marriage, that is the biggest loss that you have. Period. Not only for you, but also for your spouse and for your children. That is what the world needs. The world needs more love. And the way you get more love is to fucking love and support me. Lift people up. Don't push them down. Physically or mentally. Don't do it. Everyone deserves to be loved. Everyone. Not saying you have to love everyone, but every single human being on this earth deserves to be loved. Fellas, this was mostly directed at you. But ladies, there's some pieces of shit on your side of the aisle, too. So, step up. Step up, be a good husband, be a good wife. Strive to be the best husband and the best wife. Be the best father, the best mother. Be the best friend. Be the best boss, the best co-worker. Be the best. Strive to be the best. You are imperfect. But strive to be the best version of yourself in every aspect of your life. If everyone strives to be the best version of themselves in every aspect of their life, imagine what we can all accomplish together. Just imagine. The world will be a better place. Hold each other accountable. Don't accept each other's excuses. Don't point fingers and throw stones. Help. You see somebody down, help pick them up. If you're down, ask for help. You are not alone in this world. You never will, or you never were be, Jesus Christ, I can't speak English. You never were, and you never will be. You will always have people alongside you. And at the very worst case scenario, you always have God walking alongside you too. Stay strong, stay positive, help each other, serve each other love each other and we appreciate every single one of you thanks for listening make it a great day everyone
Thank you very much. The way your fingers fit mine is five plus five, not a rocket science. This day and time, that's hard to find. It's true. The road we're on in a traffic jam. It's a sunny drive on a piece of land. It's paradise as long as I'm with you. It's like one, two.